It's not spam if it's helpful. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Brenna Murphy, the marketing medic. And today we're going to be talking about how to email people in a way that they are actually excited and happy to see emails from you versus annoyed and unsubscribing. So why email? We've already talked about how important your email list is, but it's not enough just to build it. You actually have to use it. And this can feel overwhelming because, you know, number one, how do you build your list? We talked about that last episode. Um, you want to build your audience through organic content and ads if you're ready for paid ads. Entice them onto your list with a lead magnet in exchange for their email address. And once they're the, on your list, you're going to welcome them and nurture them and build your stranger relationship into a long-term relationship. But how do you do that? How do you email them in a way that they stay interested and become even more and more interested over time? Well, it all comes down to the idea of serving, not selling. What can you do to help your ideal people live a better life? And that doesn't mean that you don't sell your own products in that. But if you think of it as serving and being helpful, it'll be a more organic, natural way to let them know about your products than having it feel spammy and desperate and obnoxious. So think about this in term of, terms of one of your friends. Again, if your friends text you, you know, they text you five times in one day, in general, you're not going to think, oh, that's spammy. What the heck's going on? Why don't they stop texting me? You know, you might wait and read the text later. You might wonder if something's going on, or maybe it's just they're a friend that texts you silly things throughout the day, and that's your relationship, but you're happy to see them interacting with you. And so it's fun. You're, you want that interaction. You're excited by seeing their name pop up on your text list. You can create emails that do the same thing for your clients. And how do you do that? Again, you make them helpful. So let's say you are a really good gardener and you have a small group of friends who want to get into gardening, but have never done it before and are a little unsure about where to start. And so they ask you for advice and you say, yeah, sure, I'll take you through the process of starting a garden as I do it myself. You know, as I kind of like can give you some advice. And so, you know, maybe the first something you send out is a basic guide to choosing the sunniest spot in your garden, in your yard to a garden, how to set up a garden bed, you know, how to choose what to grow. So you're kind of giving them some information that's helpful to them. Now, you may have a relationship with a company that sells plants. You can say, hey, you know, you're interested in setting up a garden. You've got the garden bed set up. You know, you should buy plants from this company because they're super high quality. They're who I use. And because I buy so much from them, I get a discount. So you can actually take advantage of my discount. You know, just you know, your, your brand new gardeners. You don't want to worry about the plant quality. I would highly recommend this company to go to to get your plants. Because you're doing it from a place of service, in general, that's going to feel helpful to them. Now, if you go up to some random person who doesn't garden 
and you say, hey, you really need to get into gardening. You should buy these plants. Here's a company I would recommend you buy plants from. You know, use this code, get 10% off, buy plants, buy plants, buy plants. That's going to feel spammy because you don't know that person. You have no idea if they're interested in gardening. And it's not helpful to them to forcibly tell them to buy plants. Because you don't know anything about them. You don't know if they want plants. But again, if it's friends, they've already asked you for gardening information. And are worried about wasting money and time and being really disappointed if their garden doesn't turn out. And you're saying, like, these are great plants. They're a good value. They're a little, maybe more than what you're going to spend at Lowe's or Home Depot. But they're going to be better plants. This is what I highly recommend you start with. Now, that's helpful information because you are saving them, or at least trying to save them, heartbreak and money and time. So if you think about your customers like your friends and think, what information would I want to share with my friends to help them with the specific problem I solve? And you write your emails in that way, you send information in that way, it's not going to feel spammy. Now, again, your ideal client, your customers, they're not going to say yes to everything, but this is about showing them that you care about them, that you have good information to offer, that you're an expert in this area. So they may not you know, want to buy plants right now, but maybe over the winter they say, hey, like, what was that nursery you recommended? Or you know, I'm looking to kind of you know, put in winter plants. Are there any you'd recommend? Or would that nursery be the same place? This, would you send me there or is there a different nursery? They're going to see you as an expert. They're going to see you as a resource. And they're going to begin to trust your information. So in terms of email, again, it's the same thing. What can you do to serve the people you want to serve through email? So that's the general picture, but I know what you're thinking. Okay, that's great, but what do I actually write about? And this is the bonus of today. What are emails you can write to your list? All right. So I'm going to go through topics and examples. What I encourage you to do is write down the topic, kind of listen to the example, but, and if you come with ideas as I'm giving examples, write them down. And if not, come back and try to come up with at least two examples per topic, more if you do, and just, you know, put that on a list somewhere because those will be your emails. All right, so we're going to start with Amy Porterfield's kind of eight fast email topics. So number one, what are two questions your people always ask? Number two, what are two questions they should ask? So putting this in or going along with our gardening example, maybe they always ask, what should I plant? And, you know, what kind of tomatoes grow best in Florida? Those are great questions to ask and for you to answer. Now, what should they ask? You know, where should I plant tomatoes in my yard? And you know, what you know, what should I plant with tomatoes to help them grow better? Or what should I fertilize my plants with to help them produce more tomatoes? So I can have you know fewer tomato plants with this more tomatoes per plant. Those are things you know because you know more about the subject, and you can also answer those questions. So that's two emails. 
All right, what are two common frustrations from the people that you serve? You know, I planted a whole garden last year and only got three tomatoes from the whole thing. It was super frustrating. Or squirrels ate all my tomatoes. You know, what are some common frustrations? What are two common frustrations? And then what are two pain points? I'm sorry, what are two topics you love to talk about? Maybe you love to talk about heirloom tomatoes, the massive variety of tomatoes beyond the basic ones that you can pick up at the um, grocery store or nursery, and how to get those seeds. Maybe you also like to talk about preserving tomatoes. You know, you plant tomatoes, get a bumper crop, but what do you do with them? You know, maybe there are ways that you, you like to preserve them, and you have some interesting ways to preserve those tomatoes. So that's eight emails right there. If you send one a week, that's two months of emails. If you send two a week, that is a month of emails. Right off the top, things you already know, things you like to talk about, things that you can probably rattle off an email on the answer to that question in three minutes or less. And so you turn that into an email. So other emails to write are your origin story. How did you get into what you do? It's really important and useful to share your origin story. I started out or rebooted this podcast with my origin story. Um, it's great when people go back and listen. It also sort of grounds you into your why for why you're doing what you're doing. And people are interested. I mean, look at how many documentaries or TV shows go back to, you know, where this person came from, the beginning, you know, the bad pictures from school that turn into Ryan Reynolds. We love to see the story of where people started and where they got to. So share your origin story. Um, share your updates. You know, again, with gardening, that's an easy one. Hey, it's, we're about to go into fall. I've just, you know, harvested my whole garden and I'm pulling all the dead plants and preparing it for winter. You know, and I'm sad for the garden season to be ending, but I'm excited to get my seed catalogs and start planting next year's garden. You know, what are you thinking about growing next year? Um, how do you help? So what are some, again, just general like things people should be thinking about right now uh, in your industry for the people you serve? You know, planning, you know, putting your garden to bed for winter, planning your garden next year. Maybe it's, unexpected. you know, people wouldn't think, but you should compost in the winter. I don't know. I don't garden. Um, maybe it's kind of an offshoot of, hey, this is the perfect time to start your worm farm. You know, because you're not focusing on your garden, but let's get a bunch of great worm compost going. So next year you have all this great worm compost just waiting for you to plant your plants. So, and then testimonials or stories of how you've helped others. So it can be a story you tell, or even better, a story that they tell and you get to share. Let's say it's gardening, like, you know, last year my friend Sue came to me wanted a garden, had never gardened before, and was really worried. So I took her through this process and look at the picture of Sue with her enormous carrots and all of the lettuce that she grew this year. You know, she's never been so happy to eat like a rabbit. You know, so it's your stories of how you've helped people, other people's kind of, you know, hero stories in your niche, your, your niche. Behind the scenes. These are great. This can be you researching for the business side of what you do, or are you doing the work to kind of show off what you do? So, you know, actually the specific work of putting your garden to bed for the winter can be how you choose seed catalogs, you know, opening up the mail where you've just gotten your 
a bunch of seed catalogs that you're excited to go through. This is why unboxing videos are so popular because people kind of love that behind the scenes aspect of other people's lives. Also why Q&A videos are popular, kind of same thing. It's like people like that glimpse into the human that they're watching. Your why. Oh, and by the way, the behind the scenes, these next few are Jasmine Stars, kind of Jasmine Stars 7, the seven topics she uses or recommends you use on Instagram. But yeah, but your why. Why do you garden? Why do you connect with the ground? Why do you like to teach gardening? You know, kind of what got you into this world and why are you sharing it with other people? Any personal insights? So you may have favorite tips, tricks. This is where product reviews can come in. This is where book reviews or book recommendations can come in. But kind of, you know, what are the things that you know that not everybody knows, or at least not everybody who doesn't garden knows? It can be your favorite place to put a garden gnome. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be always educational. It can be like, hey, you know what? Every garden, you know, I think every garden should be whimsical. So I think every garden should have a garden gnome. Here's mine. His name's Henry. You know, but you, you know, what's the name of your gnome? Encouragement. You know, people are connecting with you because you know something they don't and they want to get to where you are. So encouraging the people who are following you that they can do it. That can be reminding them how far they've come. That can just be reminding them what the steps are and that they're all doable. It can be fun quotes. It can be comics, but encouragement of kind of that positive feedback. And again, that can do it through email. Maybe you send out, you know, every fifth email is something funny or encouraging or lighthearted or sweet to them. Um, about me or somebody on your team, that's kind of similar to your why, but it could be more of the details of this is how I learned to garden. You know, this is what I, you know, the things I do up in the garden, like meet my dog, meet my cats. Here, you know, I like to garden, but I also like to play Yahtzee. You know, so it can be kind of the expansion of people understanding you in a way that feels okay to share. Um, now, then getting into your products. So the benefits of what you do and share with people can be the benefits of gardening, the benefits of your way of gardening, the benefits of the products that you use and that you teach other people how to use. And then specifically, um, this kind of overlaps with what I just said, but showcasing a specific product or service. So if in general, the benefits are of your gardening training program are, you know, people are turning their backyards into micro farms that provide all the produce they need plus more for the spring and summer for less than they'd pay in a grocery store and for less time it would take to shop. Plus they get the crazy health benefits of gardening. It's kind of the benefits of what you do. And then spotlighting a specific product or service could be, you know, do you want to be on my waiting list for the spring gardening club where starting in February, we take you through week by week on your gardening journey to make sure that, you know, you know what to do for each step and you have somebody to ask questions of. Or, you know, do you want to have get my winter, you know, my top five gardening implements as a Christmas gift for somebody? You know, here's a specific product that I'm spotlighting. And again, those last seven are Jasmine Stars, from Jasmine Stars Instagram training, kind of her 
seven topics that she recommends that you rotate your posts through. But I think they can also be really great email foundation posts as well. Um, you can also, and this kind of overlaps with some of the things I've said, but in more detail, teach a specific skill. And this actually comes from a YouTube training from Sean Cannell. But again, it crosses over to email. So, you know, and you can even have people sign up for a specific email sequence that teaches this or, you know, say, okay, like, you know, each month you do a long form email or an email that leads to a lead magnet even better, but either way, that teaches a very specific skill. So maybe you teach the skill of um, going from seeds to seedlings, like starting things from seed. You teach the skill of, you know, kind of laying out your garden beds to do um, planting species together that help each other. You know, so that's a very specific skill and you can teach that in an email. Um, answering specific questions. It's great, especially as you're building your email list, to have at the bottom of all your emails or a lot of your emails, like, hey, if you have a question, email me at, and I will get back to you. But then you can kind of see what those common questions are and write a general email to answer them. Or you can do some research online to see what are common questions people are asking and answer them kind of presumptively that somebody might not have verbally verbalized it, but they're probably thinking it. Um, reviewing specific products. I think every industry has products. Whether or not you sell them, you can certainly give feedback on them. Again, if you look at social media, how much of what people are posting about are product reviews. So you also can review specific products, and this is great if they're products you really like. As a bonus, you can set up as an Amazon affiliate and get some um, income based on reviewing products. But again, yeah, I think sticking with products that you really like starts to elevate people, or elevate you in people's mind as an expert and somebody who's trustworthy. Um, and then throw out some offers. <laughs> Part of building your list is then offering people your services on that list and asking for feedback. And feedback less about what do you think about me, but more, you know, what do you need to know? What questions do you have? you know, what questions never get answered. You know, and you can do that as a really broad question. It can be more useful to say, especially, again, using gardening, it's so seasonal. Like, but what questions do you have about spring planting? You know, what questions do you have about what to do with your garden during the winter? What questions do you have about worms? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, sort of getting people's questions and then answering those questions, and then they're helping you create the content as you go. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, almost 20 email topics. There are 52 weeks in a year. If you do two for each of those topics, that is a year's worth of emails. And you could probably knock that out in an evening. Well, maybe not an evening, but a, a day. How do you quickly create emails? Well, number one, like I said, go through those topics and I would come up with two examples for each one. Now you might come up with more, that's great, but come up with at least two, and that's a good foundation of topics for your email. Then number two, download an app called Otter AI. You get 600 free minutes a month, and you can pay a pretty minimal fee and get 6,000 minutes a month. 
but Otter AI is a really good transcription app. So you open up, download Otter, open it up, and just sit there with your phone and start answering those questions. You know, you're not probably going to get through all of them in one sitting, but sit down and verbally answer, you know, as many as you can for, say, an hour. And a couple of days later, pick up, do another hour, keep doing, go, keep going until you have answered your 40 questions, 40 topics. It transcribes it pretty well, actually. And you can um, either then hand those files, you can download the files, you can go through and clean them up yourself and turn them into emails, or you can hand them off to somebody and have them clean it up and then turn that into emails. But again, that goes through the hard part or the part that can feel overwhelming in earnest really, really quickly. And now you have almost a year's worth of emails done. And they're coming from a point of service and helpfulness and usefulness. And you're serving the people that you are trying to serve. All right, guys, email doesn't have to be spammy. It's not spammy if it's helpful to the people who you are building a relationship with to serve. All right. I, and actually, speaking of lead magnets, that list of topics would be an amazing lead magnet. I don't have it together yet, but I will make that a lead magnet someday soon um, and get you on my email list. All right, guys, I will be back next time to talk about how you make your first offer. How do you start going from friends to a relationship? And you know you're in the relationship because they've given you some money. They've, you know, they've bought in with their credit card. All right. Talk to you then. Bye.